0: Welcome to the very first episode of the Vivid Word Podcast. I'm your host, Avery Moody. And
1: I'm your co-host, Claire Barrow.
0: We're a couple of professional editors and language geeks. And today we're going to dive into the first of many conversations around the topic of dialogue. What is it? Why do we do it? And how can we get better at it in all spheres of communication? In this episode, we set the scene for the rest of the series. I'm going to pick any time in history, try to think back, as far as we can to find something universal about an aspect of the way that we communicate. We define our terms and highlight the physical metaphors that run throughout our language. Between the idea of conversation, dialogue, and discussion, you start to find this pattern of the words that we use to talk about talking. We tend to use metaphorical language rooted in physical terms when we talk about talking. You know, batting stuff around, hashing something out, talking something out. We talk about talking as if we're doing a shared physical activity. And we
1: explore both the value of talking and the value of understanding the limitations
0: of communication. The the really powerful stuff like dreams and like ideas and meaning in, gen- in general, those are intangible things. And they're all intangible until they are packaged into these vessels of meaning, like symbols and signs and behavior, and then they have to be assembled into reality. Now that you know what you're in for, let's talk about talking. There's this quote that's been ringing around in my head for the past couple weeks by Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. He talks about how the farther back that we can see, the farther forward that we can Mm -hmm. see. So when we're thinking about communication, I was thinking like, what's something that's universal that people have been doing with each other as far when it comes to communication Mm -hmm. for as far back as you can remember? And then as far forward as we're ever going to get, people are going to be doing this with each other and so i think verbal communication is one of those universal things so we're going to look at what's going on there when mm-hmm. people talk to each other yeah and how can we uh by understanding what's going on there how can that help us get a better grasp on how to communicate with people in our mm-hmm. lives and in our work today so that's the mission that's awesome. my point b yeah and it's your job to get me there.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> so I've got some terms and definitions mm-hmm. just to set the stage, diving into some etymology, mm-hmm. which is very fun. I spent a few hours on merriam nice. which those guys have been really keeping up with the times. <laughs> yeah. Like They have a little mini Word of the Day podcast. Mm-hmm. They have very helpful definitions and everything's all hyperlinked to each other. So you don't have to flip through a book and just get lost in words. Perfect. (laughs) So let's take a look at the the word dialogue. All right. It's Greek. Greek origin comes from just contraction. Dia meaning through or across Mm -hmm. and then log meaning talking Mm -hmm. discourse. So the flat definition is just through talking is, mm-hmm. is the literal translation. So it's kind of like this fill in the blank through talking. Right. There's a few different takes on what exactly is happening through talking. Mm-hmm. The kind of unsaid piece of that is that we have logic through talking, mm-hmm. meaning being transferred through talking, ideas through talking. Uh, but dialogue in its purest, like raw translated sense boils down to something happening through talking yeah similar word conversation this is a latin one and that's according to the merriam-webster definition is an oral exchange of sentiments observations opinions or ideas but the the root term which i found really helpful diving into Mm -hmm. let's take away what it's come to mean in english what this word has come to mean in english and let's take a look at just what it actually means well, yeah what the what the yeah. raw translation means mm-hmm. and then try to do like a retranslation mm-hmm. and then i found some useful things at least for me yeah. i got something out of it which is why we're here so i can share mm-hmm. those things with you so latin root for conversation comes from and i don't know latin or greek <laughs> i don't speak this, <laughs> me this either is me hitting the search the search on merriam-webster and then like hitting the little pronunciation icon and so uh Mm conversari means to associate with Mm -hmm. it's related to the root word converter Mm -hmm. and that's like where we get the idea of convert or converter you know all those Mm -hmm. things the idea is turning something around with somebody Mm. so if you combine those two root words that the word conversation is associated Mm -hmm. with you get this idea of associating with someone so you guys can turn something around right and again we have that that something which i'm positing that that's like logic meaning and Mm. ideas because all these words we use in association with communication and we're going to dive into the meaning of communication uh in a second but that's the way i'm filling in that blank dialogue is exploring meaning and ideas and logic Mm -hmm. through talking conversation is turning around ideas and uh mm-hmm. logic and meaning with somebody else yeah it's very similar to the way we use the phrase like bat around mm-hmm. it's almost like this is it was a game of catch there's a physical <laughs> object that we're like right. here look at this this trading is something i came up and with forth. and you're like oh this is interesting yeah <laughs> yeah trading back and forth discussion is another word we mm-hmm. use in association with dialogue uh that's another latin Mm -hmm. root word this one's similar to dialogue in that they took two separate things smushed them together Mm -hmm. and created one word so the dis part means apart Mm. you know like all those you know disassociate or disperse you know Mm. apart and then kater i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right (laughs) (laughs) it's okay (laughs) but that word means to to shake Okay. So you're like shaking something apart. Yeah. Is discussing something. Mm -hmm. So on the Merriam-Webster website, they have this really interesting little blog. When you look up either discuss, argue, or debate, and Mm -hmm. it's this little blog comparing those three terms because in their denotation, their literal meanings, the way we use them in English, they're synonyms of each other. Right. But their connotations are used, they're used in three different settings. So discussing involves like sifting or shaking out, shaking Mm -hmm. through different possibilities, different pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And it has a literal meaning very similar to the way we use the English phrase, like to hash out Mm -hmm. arguments involve stacking evidence and reasons and logic, uh, logical syllogisms in support of already held convictions. Mm. And then debate suggests like a more formal argument right between two established sides yeah so there's not going to be a lot of give and take and like oh you actually changed my mind like debates the way they should be done will not actually end up in anybody changing their mind it's Mm -hmm. more you're representing your side right and And then then, like argument is a step down from that kind
1: of mm -hmm. or a step to the side (laughs) well arguments debates are built on arguments right and then discussion is like way more relaxed i guess you could say mm-hmm. less formal and i feel like with each category you're getting more and more levels of preparation are going into mm. the kind of conversation
0: that you're having yeah. yeah yeah and what's really interesting and obviously i didn't chase down the roots of argument and debate they're based mm. off of different Root words that mm-hmm. combine to make their meanings. So their yeah. literal meanings would probably be pretty interesting. Yeah. But as far as how we use them in English, mm-hmm. they've become close synonyms of each other. Right. But what was interesting that I found was with discuss, you have this idea of like shaking stuff out. Right. Of putting everything like out on the table. Mm-hmm. And then some you're with somebody else. Yeah. Helping you sort through these mm-hmm. ideas. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, And so, between the idea of conversation, dialogue, and discussion, you start to find this pattern of the words that we use to talk about talking, we tend to use metaphorical language rooted in physical terms Mm. when we talk about talking. Mm -hmm. You know, batting stuff around, hashing something out, talking something out. Right. We talk about talking as if we're doing a shared physical activity Mm. which i think i think we're on the right track in i think that thinking is helpful yeah because of what we're actually doing it's helpful to think of how we're trading in thoughts using metaphors for physical Mm -hmm. things this other word that i found in research was very interesting and i think it helps to tie all these other word origins together Mm there's this this mm-hmm. idea of the Socratic method mm-hmm. tracing back to Socrates right and his method of teaching his students by just asking them a bunch of pointed questions yeah that kind of revealed weaknesses and their presuppositions or found like assumptions that they had yeah and stretched their knowledge yeah. to the point where they couldn't lean on their knowledge anymore yeah and then they were open to teaching so that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So there's a word that we came up with to describe like this Socratic method of eliciting new ideas from somebody else by asking them questions or Mm -hmm. by following really any method in the spirit of Socrates that's meant to help draw out ideas from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that word is maiotics. Mm. And that word is taken from the Greek word for midwifery which is a very interesting it's a yeah, really vivid very interesting word picture.
1: I know that word. I don't know or I didn't know the word maieutics. Yeah.
0: But that's now. that's the idea is you're helping someone give birth to an idea. Hmm. You know, you got to tell them to breathe. You got to be there as support and also takes a little pulling sometimes, mm. I guess. Sometimes it's a painful labor <laughs> to get those ideas out. Hmm. But
1: So so that word is talking about the relation or the the role of it's, it's it's talking about what happens in a conversation where one person is helping the other person figure out what they're trying to say or figure out
0: yeah and or just, just to get
1: their words out yeah it's okay.
0: applied to teachers or therapists right. or somebody with a mission to help right. someone pull ideas out or teach right. somebody something yeah yeah socrates okay. even talked about socrates's mother was a midwife Mm -hmm. and so he he kind of used this metaphor when he was talking about what he was doing yeah this idea of i don't want mixed metaphors but like mining for ideas (laughs) drawing something out of somebody else right when you think of that it puts you in a context where you are helping somebody else you're in a helpful position where you're there for support yeah which i think is one thing that we try to take into Mm -hmm. our work and even in a conversation right now right. <laughs> where I've told you where I'm trying to get to and, and I'm trying to help you, you get there. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm, yeah. I think the, this, the definition of words makes me think about, um, a book that I've been reading mm-hmm. called hearing for culture. No, that's not what it's called caring <laughs> for words in a culture of lies. Mm. At one point she talks about, and I, I can't remember what definition it is. It might be conversation. She basically talks about something that you've kind of been circling around, which is like the fact that words matter and dialogue matters because conversation isn't like inherently a communal act. Mm. So, my is communal and relational in the same way that discussion and debate are. And they're like, they, those things are fleshed out in different ways depending on the context. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like the question that you asked earlier, if we were going to pick any point in time and think about human communication in that yeah. time, like what what's a common thread that we can find? And I mean, one of the most basic ones is like two people have to sit next to each other mm-hmm. and we're with each other and talk about something together yeah. and some like baseline of community is required for that. Like you were saying with like a teacher I almost said teacher-parent relationship, teacher-student relationship, yeah, or some relationship like that where myotics would occur, you have to be like, you have to have a level of care because you're stewarding your words and, in a sense, the words of the other person Mm -hmm. and your relationship is kind of like being built and stewarded underneath all of those things. And all of that comes through the exchange of words. So that's my two cents about the definition.
0: Yeah. So one last Mm. definition. We've got the definition of communication Mm -hmm. in general. Several people have gone over this definition. It's it's something that's kind of loose, Mm -hmm. really broad, hard to define. But here's what Merriam-Webster came up with. (laughs) A process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behavior. Mm. So this, this whole idea of communication is information, Right. Being processed uh, between individuals and then you've got your common system of symbols, signs Mm -hmm. or behaviors and usually a combination of those factors. I thought it would be interesting to dive into the mind map I came up with. Mm -hmm. That's You've seen me write these together when we were working on outlines for things. Uh, It's really like taking one central concept and then thinking about everything that you can think of related to that concept and drawing it in its own little bubble, but trying to reduce those bubbles down to their core elements. Right. And then... When you find something that can't fit in the bubble, but it's definitely related to what's in that bubble, then you branch off and you draw another bubble. Yeah. And you just keep on going that way. So um, I've got that in front of me here, but you've seen it. Yeah, I think I have it in the other room. <laughs> um so for dialogue, we've got dialogue in the center, dialogue, other synonyms being like just talking, mm-hmm. verbal communication. Yeah. And branching off of that. We've got this idea of idea sharing, like what is Mm -hmm. being communicated. It's not just talking to hear ourselves talk. We're trying to get something that's from up here out there where we can mess with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So unpacking this mind map is kind of related to this idea of discussion. It's kind of like taking things apart so we can see it in front of us. See it for what it is. Mm -hmm. So the root of the idea sharing is thinking Mm -hmm. it's those synapses and neurons firing it's really interesting how little we know about Mm. the thinking that makes it possible to even look into Mm -hmm. the science of thinking so first we have our own little worlds that we all live in Mm -hmm. and perceive things and think our thoughts and then those get formed into ideas and those ideas need to be turned into messages Mm -hmm. so they could be sent out to people and they have to interpret those messages and then think their own thoughts because they're introducing a little bit of your world into their world so they can think about and receive and process that system is known as like the communication cycle or a communication model. One of the first drawn out guides to what does it look like when people communicate was a linear like I'm the communicator you are the receiver my message goes out to you and then you receive it but then there's like interference trying to get in the way of that and it's very one way um now we have what's known as like a transactional view or mm-hmm. an interactive view of a communication cycle and that's a little bit more complicated but mm-hmm. it's still the same basic ingredients of i'm encoding a message so turning my thoughts into a message sending right. it over to you there's things that get in the way of that both mm-hmm. external factors like can you hear me am i mumbling
1: are you distracted am i distracted yeah
0: are I very tired
1: <laughs> will i not stop yawning for some reason <laughs> um
0: yeah all these external factors loud rooms stuff mm-hmm. like that but there's also internal factors mm-hmm. of uh, i'm not as interested in the topic as, as the communicator yeah and so all these other things that get in the way and then you have to decode that message mm-hmm. and then you actually as you're receiving it you're sending feedback to me which could potentially change my message as it's coming out so the the, the act of the communication cycle is kind of this volatile thing because it takes You can react to my message before I'm done with my message, which could change your reaction could change my message. Right. And so when two people get together or even more people, Mm -hmm. there's this kinetic thing that's happening. Right. If you think of ideas or messages Mm -hmm. as energy, there's a lot of kinetic transference of things happening really fast. So that's really neat. But that's just like one little area. That's just like, okay, what happens when two people are talking? talking? Yeah. Um, We can dive into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So communication is two people exchanging information using a common system of symbols and signs Mm -hmm. or behavior. And the symbols and signs that we use and how we, we encode our messages, we use words and language because ideas are big and so we need to pack them into these little meaning containers that we call words right so we have a loose commonality in the way that we understand the words that we're using within a language but they're never perfect one for one
1: right like our definitions
0: are never our definitions are never the the exact, the exact same. same yeah unless of course we are talking about the definitions up front mm-hmm. but even then You have to use other words to explain the definitions of words. And then you have to define those. (laughs) so It never ends. But we can get close. Yeah. And that's what languages are, Mm -hmm. is this set of words, set of little meaning containers that are as close to common as we can get them to be. And yeah, those are the symbols that we use. And then even the way we use those symbols, grammar is another layer Of meaning that we put on top of words not just the words themselves and their meaning but the word order can change the meaning of the overall Mm -hmm. thought that we call sentences or paragraphs or sometimes a thesis talking is a little bit different from writing actually it's a lot different from writing but they're similar in that they both use words Mm. to communicate a thought but the role grammar plays in that communication it's a lot more noticeable in writing. Writing, yeah. Than it is in speaking. Because in speaking, you've got not just the language that you're speaking, but you've got intonation, mm-hmm. which is a, I didn't look up the percentages, but it's a hefty portion of being able to. You can right. ask a whole question. You can't do question mark. Right. Uh, you, you're not, you're <laughs> not saying the word question mark at the end mm-hmm. of every question that's all intonation uh actually all your punctuation just about (laughs) is all done using your vocal cords so that's a large difference from writing like it's not just using language it's using language in a speaking context is a whole different animal Mm. real quick you got accents that can differentiate you know you take america as an example Mm -hmm. you have so many different regions even though we're all speaking american english right it varies a lot. Yes. There's different colloquialisms and mm-hmm. different words that are tied to different regions. Yeah. We're not going to dive into that, but it's very interesting to look into. <laughs> um, then we have the anatomy of, like, how does the speaking even happen? Mm-hmm. Our bodies are so much involved with the process mm-hmm. from posture that can change the tone of your voice. Yeah. To what's happening with your tongue and your mouth and your lips and then your vocal cords in general, Mm -hmm. all of that, your thinking tool (laughs) is telling all your other stuff what to do. Right. And then there's the anatomy of hearing somebody, Mm -hmm. which is a lot to do with if you can see their mouth, right? Reading lips, what your ears are doing, like Mm -hmm. how well you're hearing. And then there's different portions of your brain that help to interpret thoughts and encode thoughts to go out which brings us all the way back around to thinking which is kind of where we started with the whole dialogue thing it's a big messy process but i think you know it took us like 15 minutes (laughs) (laughs) i think that's that's talking that's that's dialogue that's that's speaking it's um abstract stuff going on up here that has to be turned into meaning at least in my own head that Mm. we could call a message or an idea so you have thoughts into ideas, into messages, and then that gets physically put out there into words and right. then you hear that and you have to interpret it. Mm-hmm. And uh, while you're listening to my message and trying to decode my words, you're also trying to code all my other symbols and right. behaviors that I'm sending out that mm-hmm. communicate other things. And you're looking at all of those things in context. Right. And then you're looking at me. Yep, looking at you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just this little, yeah, it's loop really complicated that we're doing. So, again, that's fascinating. We could spend, we could spend a while. I'm just getting warmed up. I mean, <laughs> we, we could spend a while just talking about how fascinating that process is. Yeah. But I'd rather focus on how does knowing all of that <laughs> help mm. us do it better? Yeah. How does knowing the the complicated process? help us to do it better and what does that have to do with the fact that when we talk about talking we tend to use physical Mm. metaphors and talk in physical terms and how can that help us these are the questions (laughs) (laughs) they're good questions so the first answer to those two questions Mm -hmm. that i asked myself is that the, the key to understanding the value of words and all symbols and signs and behavior in general that make up what we call communication right is that we need to understand their limitations Mm. just like money can't buy everything not even the germans have words to perfectly convey (laughs) the biggest and the best stuff in life yeah like there's there's a limit to these symbols and signs and behavior that Mm. we use to communicate and the way to communicate better is to just know that and be able to extend that grace to yourself Mm. and to other people that no matter how tight you can get your message, no matter how good you get at turning your thoughts into ideas, into messages, into words, Mm. you're never going to capture that good, good stuff (laughs) that that's, that's happening Mm. up there.
1: Or like on the flip side, if you're, I mean, I like the perspective that you're coming at it from, Mm. which is like the best things in life. Like, some things are too great for words, which is Mm. like why that's a thing. But also there can be things that are like too sorrowful for words or too frustrating for words. And so like, when you were talking about that, it makes me think of, yeah, all the big stuff. Um, it makes me think of like, uh, having an argument with somebody and like some of the most frustrating arguments are when you just feel like the other person isn't understanding what you're saying Mm. and vice versa. But it's interesting because, that probably a lot of the time comes from a place of like me, let's say if I was the frustrated one, just thinking that the problem is with the other person, Mm -hmm. not having like the tools or the skills to interpret what I'm saying and understand it and respond Mm -hmm. correctly. Um, When really it could be a matter of my own limitations. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes, like you said, a lot of grace and also a lot of humility to know that like sometimes words fail us, and we have mm-hmm. to be okay with that. Um, even though that becomes like a deeply personal thing, yeah. Um, because like if you can't communicate something with your words, what are you supposed to do? Like mm-hmm. you have to just like be okay with stopping <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> like resigning yourself to the fact that like we don't even have like ultimate control over the words. Mm-hmm. like our arsenal of words in a whole language we still like sometimes
0: fail yeah um which, which is super interesting it's interesting from i guess from people that work in the field that we work in right like it's something that we don't want to think about too much <laughs> <laughs> because like oh, we're, and also we know the power of solving problems with words like right. some of the biggest problems in the world are solved by just like, oh, you guys never actually sat down and defined your terms. Defined <laughs> your terms. <laughs> yeah, and so there can be a lot of help going on by just uh, doing that process of the, of the discussion right. of like taking everything that we can, there. putting them into words, and then putting setting them all out, and then mm-hmm. we all then now we can build with them because yeah. they're out there. Uh, but but here's here's why I think it's really important to acknowledge that not even talking about just words or language mm-hmm. that there's limits to the entire breadth of communication mm. in general. If you go about your life and think reality can fit into the way I can explain reality mm. and working in like in marketing for, for a little bit or yeah. working in a space where you're like writing for a living. Yeah it can almost become this, like, reality is whatever I want it to I be. I want it to be, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're, like, say you're marketing a product. If you say that someone needs something too much, you can start to believe that everyone actually needs hmm. this thing. You can kind of create this alternate reality because you're thinking that the ultimate reality can fit into your reality that you've made and you've constructed using... yeah. Your own ideas and mm. your own messages, so it's well, it makes me a little uneasy. But it's also a big comfort to understand that reality is more solid than just how I view reality. Mm. It's kind of like the the opposite of a subjectivist view. Yeah, sure, my interpretations and my perspective are subjective and mm. sometimes a little weak, sometimes lacking in certain instances, sometimes. Yeah very helpful in certain mm-hmm. instances, but all of that happens on the bedrock of this actual reality that we live in. Right. And even language can't uh help us to mm. get around Elite, that. Right. Yeah.
1: It makes me think about um I'm reading Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry right now. Okay. Um and there is this fascinating chapter that I read a couple days ago um where Basically, there's this conflict that the narrator, Japer Crow, is describing um, between a father-in-law and his son-in-law. Mm. Um, they are both, the father-in-law owns this plot of land, this huge plot of land. He's an excellent, really successful farmer. He's a great steward of the land. And his son-in-law comes in as a tenant. Mm-hmm. He gets a portion of land, but his son-in-law is very, like, progress-driven, like, wants to use every penny of every dollar that he makes for like progress and capitalizing on like all the stuff he can get. And like, he wants to like move forward and go and go and go. And at one point, um, so like all this conflict arises about like how to manage the land, Mm. um, like how much they should farm the land, like how many resources they should use. And Jaber describes it at one point as the father-in-law always wants to be able to see, to know that he has or to be able to see more than what he uses and to like, to always know that he doesn't need as much as is around him. He Mm -hmm. always wants there to be like a boundary between the things that he has and the things that he knows are still there. Mm -hmm. And he wants to only use what is necessary um, and good for him to have. And the son-in-law doesn't have those boundaries. Everything is his mm. and he wants to like take control of everything and use it for his good and for his purposes. And he sees no reason to have like margin between like what he owns and controls mm. and like what just kind of belongs to the rest of the world. And that like example has applied to a lot of things sure. in my life recently. Like it's super interesting for a lot of reasons. Um But even for what we're talking about, like yeah. having the perspective that like we When we start forgetting that we are finite Mm. in our communication and in our writing, we can start to abuse the power that it gives us Mm -hmm. um, by thinking that we can do everything through written word or that like our written or spoken words are the final say. And that like, if I have said something and it's good, then like, that's the end. Like nobody, like if I wrote it down or if I marketed this thing,
0: Mm -hmm
1: like what else what else could be said about it like what other reality could there be which is when we forget that like we're working from our own perspective and not like you said the like foundation of the reality around us so i don't know if that makes sense but i guess just no, like no, that that does make sense like the, the idea like, um, of
0: scarcity and abundance but yes. when talking about even words and w- or what we can do right. what we can build with the ability to communicate yeah like with understanding
1: each other. that we have abundance and that we we have so much that we can't ever access or use it all and that's okay is i think really important
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the key to using our symbols and signs and behavior well well yeah the key to using communication well is just understanding its limitations and knowing Mm -hmm. that it's not the end all yeah but it on the other side of that it's an amazing tool for helping us like get through this right. reality and build something new mm-hmm. uh, birth those little idea babies <laughs> <laughs> because we need help to do that right yeah and so the, the reason that talking specifically verbal communication mm-hmm. like what we're doing now is such a valuable tool is because the, the really powerful stuff like dreams and like ideas and meaning in gen mm-hmm. in general those are intangible things yeah and they're all intangible until they are packaged into these vessels of meaning Mm. like symbols and signs Mm -hmm. and behavior and then they have to be assembled into reality Mm. Uh, and it's really good to have someone to help you package (laughs) those things and and then you have this table full of all your packaged (laughs) ideas and it's like conversation it's like a workstation for building a new reality right if that's not too dramatic yeah (laughs) um
1: and then you can start to grasp those bigger things a little bit better or get a new perspective mm -hmm. on those little things
0: yeah (laughs) but that packaging process is not a lossless process Mm -hmm. when you squeeze those really powerful intangible ideas into words you're going to find, you're going to get something that's more useful, but less powerful than that raw Mm -hmm. thing. So as long as you understand that, like that's just the nature of, of our world. Right. So I don't think it's something that it's a, it's not a problem we need to like fix, but I think it's something that we need to acknowledge. And then when we acknowledge that this is what's happening, then I think you can tell somebody who is having a problem Mm -hmm. communicating that your thoughts are valuable. Like they Mm -hmm. are valuable by their nature. You're a human being with the ability to see meaning Mm. and have ideas and have dreams. Yeah. But there's a difference between that raw, beautiful stuff and turning it into something useful. Yeah. And it's okay
1: if you can't cross that gap. Perfectly, because Mm -hmm. nobody can. Nobody can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Still pursue the best packaging Mm -hmm. of ideas that you can do. Yeah. And get better at that process, knowing that it's not going to ever be Mm. perfectly lossless. You're never going to be able to put your whole beautiful soul into language that is going to work. Society changes it, (laughs) changes the meaning of stuff all the time. So, Mm. I think. And I think if we did this episode over again, I could say it sharper, but we're we're, we're going to be talking about these topics. Yeah. We're I think we come can back use to this as a, a as a bedrock of yeah. like what we're going to be talking about in this series, mm. talking about talking. But that's why in our work and even in, in our personal lives, we take the idea of talking things out. Mm. We We take that like really seriously because it's so valuable to see people putting their ideas and messages into these packages Mm. sometimes they're wrapped poorly (laughs) (laughs) but you can use these as building blocks right so that's the reason we're trying to do this podcast that's the reason we listen to other people's podcasts Mm. to just see things thrown out see the 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 really powerful stuff like meaning Mm. and messages and ideas and learn how to package it in a Mm -hmm. lot of different ways so i think that's all i got That's great. You got got closing thoughts? Um. Did you learn something? You asked me this
1: last time and I failed. Um, (laughs) I did learn something. Um, I learned that word. My. Myutics. Myutics. I was going to say mitosis, but I think that's a biology word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I learned that word and I, I don't know if I've ever thought about the, I mean, I have thought a lot about my limitations in communication mm-hmm. and my inability to package things, I, I tend to think about it more in written mm-hmm. word than spoken word because that's where I spend most of my word sure. or more of my word time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'd say a lot of words, but I haven't thought about like the fact that every effort at writing or speaking is just an attempt to continue packaging the things that you're trying to convey in new mm-hmm. ways. And I think the concept of like bringing a lot of grace with yourself and other people along
0: mm-hmm. in
1: that journey is really important. So, yeah, very good example. Wonderful. I like it.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this discussion and would like to hear more, consider leaving us a review. It helps us create better content and it helps more people to find that better content. A win all around. You can find show notes and other resources by going to vividwordmedia.com and make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. If you've got a question, an idea, or you'd just like to say hi, you can shoot us an email at vividwordmedia at gmail.com or stop by the Vividword Facebook page. Vividword is a self publishing service working to get your book idea read, seen, and heard. Until next time.